emphasis in this church um, is victory over the battle. Um, so let's be honest, when it comes to winning, who doesn't like to win, right? We all like to win. It could be your favorite sports team, it could be your favorite game, or it could be life in general. We just, we like to win. I, you know, I, I, could, I could start a debate here about the Cubs and the Cardinals, and it could probably get heated pretty quickly because half of the people here are Cubs fans, half of the people here may be Cardinal fans, and we like to win. Last night, I was playing a new game with my nine-year-old daughter where you bounced ping pong. It was like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like connect four with ping pong balls. So like you had eight ping pong balls, and you have a connect four board, and you're bouncing these ping pong balls trying to get a sequence and I was playing with my nine-year-old daughter and I found out very quickly that I wanted to win even though she's nine I still wanted to win I still wanted to beat her so I think in life we we like to win I think that's in us nobody wants to lose um, winning in sports is great but I think nothing nothing compares to winning with Jesus nothing compares to winning with Jesus so Today we're going to look like uh, we're going to look at what it looks like to win with Jesus, and how many of you know that when you said yes to Jesus and you accepted Him into your life, that we are now on the winning team. I mean, that's the best part about it. The moment that you come into relationship with Jesus, the moment you get to know Him, when you begin to spend time with Him, you realize when you read the Word of God, you realize that we are on the winning team. We know the outcome, but like everything in life, winning is not easy. Just because we're on the winning team, just because we have a relationship with Jesus, how many of you know that doesn't mean that life, you know, it doesn't tell us that life's going to be easy. We still go through challenges. We still go through hardships. The testimony that we heard this morning, we still have battles. A win only comes out of conflict, challenges, and trials. To win, it takes hard work and determination and perseverance. And may I just say that God is on your side. He wants you to win that battle so that you can fully participate in his kingdom narrative of reconciling lost people back to him. So we will go through battles in life. In life today, we're fighting a battle. We read about it in Scripture that this is a battle between good and evil. But we are on the winning team. And God wants you to overcome and get victory in your battle because he wants to use you to reach lost people. So that battle may be something with sin. That battle may be something with anxiety or depression or Or whatever it may be, many of us go through battles in life. Each and every person. It doesn't matter if if you're the pastor of the biggest megachurch in the United States, you're going through battles. So it doesn't matter who you are, we all face battles. And so today I want to look at one of the greatest battles of all time. It's a battle you know about. And it's the story of David and Goliath. It's a story of a great battle, but I think the focus of the story is that it's a story of a great victory. It's a story that highlights key principles that are critical for us in understanding how God wants to use each and every one of your lives for something great. 
So a little context to this story, it's in the Bible, it's in a, uh, a book in the Old Testament called 1 Samuel. We're going to look at some passages in chapter 17, and some of the context and some of the characters for this story. Um, there's an individual named King Saul. King Saul is the king over Israel. There is another individual in this story, and his name is David. And at this time of the story, it's very interesting. David, we, we know he's going to be a future king, but he has not yet entered into that position so he's still not a king, but he has been anointed king. He knows that someday he will be the future king of Israel, but during this story, he is not yet that king. And then there's an individual by the name of Goliath, and I'm sure you have all heard about Goliath. Records tell us that he was seven feet tall, eight feet tall, nine feet tall. Either way, Goliath was a big dude, and he was a lot bigger than David. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at... Um, David, who was part of the Israel team. We look at Goliath, who was part of a team called the Philistines, and they were battling at war. And we've set up the context for this battle that's going to take place. So every day, you know, for a few days, Goliath would come out and mock the Israelite army. He would mock them, make fun of them, make fun of their God. And nobody wanted to stand up to Goliath until this young boy, David, said, enough is enough. And so we're going to read a couple verses in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 45. It says, David said to the Philistine, to Goliath, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. Verse 47 says, All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. If there's only one thing that you get out of today, I hope it's this verse. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 47 David says, the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. And I want to say that to you. The battle is, if you get one thing today, get this, the battle is the Lord's. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it by yourself. The battle is his. And if you are in relationship with Jesus, no matter what battle you're going through, whether it's sickness or it's challenges raising you know, your kids, or it's depression, or anxiety, or fear. Whatever that battle is, that's not your battle. That's the Lord's battle. And since you are on his team, you can claim victory. So I want to encourage you with that. That's what David tells us, that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will win. So as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone. He slung it and struck down the eight-foot giant on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine giant and killed him. So what can we learn 
from this story really quick. Here we go. What can we learn? I want you to learn from this story that God has empowered you to enter the battle, that God has equipped you to win the battle, and God wants you to engage in the battle. We actually have to do something, right? So real quick, David was empowered. How did he defeat Goliath? It was because he was empowered by the Lord. David was anointed king prior to his battle with Goliath. So though he didn't ascend to the throne immediately, here's the, here's the most important part. The anointing of the Lord was upon David. The definition of empowered is to give someone the authority or power to do something. It's to make someone stronger or more confident. Being empowered results in confidence and a freedom to live our lives with boldness. I think as believers, it's critical we recognize that God has empowered us to be warriors, to be champions, and to be more than conquerors in the face of trials and hardship. So if you're going through a specific battle in your life, I want you to know that God's anointing is upon you because you have a relationship with him. Once you come into that covenant and you have a relationship with Jesus and that seal is upon your life, you are anointed and now you have an authority and a power, not because it's your own, but because it's Jesus who lives inside of you, you have an authority and a power to defeat anything the enemy would want to do to destroy you. Amen? All right, second, David was equipped with exactly what he needed to defeat the giant. I love this part of the story. David didn't need the best weapon. He needed the right weapon to defeat the giant and to be successful. So David didn't need the best weapon. The best weapon at that time, and they mention it in this, this verse many times, he didn't use a sword, he didn't use a spear. And I think that that story plays out that way because God wants us to know that it wasn't about a specific weapon. It was about the Lord using the right weapon to be able to defeat the giant, and he placed that right weapon in the hands of David so that he could defeat him. The right tools combined with the anointing from the Lord will always bear fruitful results. The definition of equipped is to supply with the necessary items or tools for a particular purpose, to prepare mentally for a particular situation or task. The Lord equipped David with exactly what he needed to defeat the giant. When it comes to winning the battle over fear, sin, anxiety, depression, sickness, whatever it may be, know that God has equipped you with the right tools to defeat that battle that is in your life. Too often the world tries to define us by our weaknesses or the battle that we are facing. Can I tell you, it's not the battle that defines who you are. It's not the weakness that defines who you are, but it's the victory. And God is going to use that victory so that you can use that to minister to other people. 
So God has empowered us to enter the battle. God has equipped us to win the battle. Like I said, David didn't need a sword or a spear. He needed a small little stone that was able to fit through the, the armor of Goliath. And he shot that stone, and it went right through, and it hit him in the forehead, and it was exactly what he needed to defeat the giant. And so in your life, God has given you tools. He's given you skills. He's given you talents and gifts. Every single one of us has those. And as we look at the Word of God, He's given us the greatest tool, the Word of God, prayer, whatever it may be, God has given us these tools to overcome our battles and to find victory. Um, And finally, David had to engage Goliath. For David to defeat the giant, he had to engage the giant. He had to actually do something. He had to enter into the battle. He had to fight. The definition of engage is to occupy, attract, or involve, to participate or become involved in, to enter into conflict or combat. David engaged the enemy. For me to win my battle, I have to actually do something. I can't just sit on the couch. I just can't sit around and, and throw a part. You know, what's, what's the, the quote? You know, when you throw a pity party, the only person there is yourself, right? So I can't just sit here and, and feel bad and feel sorry for myself because I'm struggling with something. I have to actually get out and do something and enter the battle. I have to engage the enemy. I have to engage in the battle. So I'm going to be real transparent with you. Why is this message so important um, for us, and, and, and why is it something that's important for me? It's because five months ago, I, I was traveling around the world, and something just flattened me, like in terms of my health. I, I flew to China 24 hours. I don't sleep on planes, so I flew to China for 24 hours to get to China, and then I ministered for three days in China. Then I hopped on a plane to go to Indonesia through the night, and I didn't sleep. And then I found out that our, my national director in Australia, that his daughter was dying of four inoperable tumors, one that was on her brain, she's 12 years old, three that were on her spine. So I decided to leave Indonesia and fly through the night to Australia, to Sydney, I then hopped on a plane and went to his city of Adelaide, which was another uh, two-hour flight. I stayed up all night, all day, ministering to him and his family. And then I hopped on a plane, an eight-hour plane ride to Singapore to lead a global meeting of our, what we call, regional directors from One Hope that were coming into Singapore for a three-day meeting. So over the span of 12 days, I slept like 10 hours, and I was tired physically, but I was more tired emotionally and mentally because I I was just pouring out so much to minister to my team, and the burden was heavy. And after that conference in Singapore, I was supposed to fly to Malaysia to minister to our national director who's dying of kidney failure. And I actually had to cancel that trip. It was just a one-day trip. It was the first time I've ever canceled a trip because I felt like if I got on that plane, I was going to die because I had nothing left to give. And so in Singapore, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just, I crashed. Like physically, my body started shutting down. Mentally, I started, I was just exhausted. And for the last five months, it has been a battle 
to try to get back to where I was before I went through this physical, mental, emotional just exhaustion. And so, like, I'm in this battle now of, like, trying to overcome this exhaustion. And here's what I've learned from it. God has allowed me to go through this difficult time so that I can better minister to other people. I've learned things during this last five months that I didn't know before that has allowed me to be able to relate and speak to people who are going through difficult, difficult challenges in their life. And here's what I have learned. I've learned that no matter what I go through, that God, the battle is the Lord's. And if I, if I lay down my pride and everything that I think I can do at his feet, he's going to help me win that battle. So that's why this message I feel like is appropriate. We all are going through battles. And just know that God has empowered you. Once you become a believer, you're anointed. God has equipped you. He's given you the tools be able to win that battle and to step out in faith to engage in the battle and just know that God is on your side. He is the one who saves and he is the one who will win ultimately. So, and I think that God does all this. I've asked myself, why am I going through these challenges? Why am I struggling physically and mentally and emotionally? And God has told me so that I can better use you to reach other people. That's what I've learned. My gifts, my talents, my leadership, it's not for me. It's actually for others. And so what gifts, talents God has given you, it's not for us. It's for other people and how we can draw them closer to Jesus. I want to finish with one Bible verse, and then I'll close in prayer. Hopefully we've done okay on time. Um, It's from Psalm 28, 8 through 9. It says the Lord, and this, this may be for all of us, this may be for one person, but just receive these words. Go ahead and close your eyes and receive this verse um, that the Lord gives us. One thing I love about the Bible is it's the only book in the world where the author is present with us whenever we're reading it because the Word of God is alive and active and the God that we serve is omnipresent and He is everywhere. And so when we actually engage and read God's word, he's there with us. And there's no other book in the world where that happens. So as I read you this verse, just close your eyes and just absorb it and let it speak life to you. Psalm 28, 8 through 9 says, The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance be their shepherd and carry them forever. So the Lord is the strength of his people. He is your shepherd and he will carry you forever. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Um, We thank you, Lord, that um, once we come into relationship with you, Lord, that you have empowered us, um, you have equipped us, and you want to use us to do great things. Every single person in this room has specific gifts and talents that you have given them. May they use those gifts and talents to further your kingdom. Lord, if there's anybody here who's going through a battle, Lord, going through a struggle, Lord, may they walk out of here knowing that they are not defined by that battle, by that struggle, by that weakness, but they will be defined by the victory that you give them 
over whatever it is that they are going through. Father God, let them know how much you love them. Let them know how much you care about them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.